Welcome to HCS Talks. I'm your host, Superintendent of Hampton City Schools, Raymond Haynes. This is a Hampton City Schools podcast. If you are listening for the first time, thank you for joining us. If it is important to students, parents, teachers, the community, or anything that has to do with education, we hope to cover it on HCS Talks. The goal is to inform, educate, and even entertain you. Today, we have Ashley Gregory with us, who is the president of our Hampton Council PTA. So thank you for being here, Ms. Gregory. I'm looking forward to talking with you today about our strong partnership with the PTA. But before we focus on the Hampton PTA, please tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself. Well, first off, thank you for having me. Um, I'm super excited to be here and talk about our PTA. Uh, I'm originally from Maine. Uh, born and raised there, and uh, after growing up there, I moved to Florida for a couple of years, coached cheerleading and gymnastics, and then moved here due to the military. So I've been here, I think, about 15 to 16 years now. Uh, I have three students in Hampton City Schools. My oldest is an eighth grader at Eaton, and then I have a sixth grader and fourth grader at Kilgore this year. Wow. Wow. So Maine, do you still have family members in Maine? Yes, I do. Both sides actually are up there. So Outstanding. How often do you get back there to visit? So I don't get to go that often anymore. When the kids are younger, I got to go up periods of time. But now that the kids are in school and, you know, work, I go up, bring them, spend a couple days, and then the kids get to spend their entire summer with both sides, both grandparents. So <laughs> And then I get to couple more days to go pick them up before school starts. So you get the summer to take care of some things and do some things you need for, I try for mom. My best. <laughs> That's outstanding. Yeah. So, Ms. Gregory, explain to the listening audience exactly what is a PTA. So the PTA stands for Parent Teacher Association, and we actually also have a PTSA which includes the students, and that's at the secondary level. So middle school and high school students are able to join in on that. Um, Elementary level, we just keep parent and teachers. Um, But it basically is a group of parents that, you know, they want to be advocates for their students, whether it's a, you know, a positive situation that they want to keep interacting with, or if there are situations that they see, you know, there's an opportunity within the school or within the division or wherever they see necessary that they want to get in on and advocate for not only their kid, but other students as well. Outstanding. But the PTA does a lot of supportive things for the schools as well. We sure do. So we don't just advocate, which that is one of our big things is the advocacy portion of it. Um, But we also, we do everything from back to school events to end of school celebrations, uh, after proms for the high schoolers. We do book fairs within different schools and we also do Oh, gosh, let's see, different fundraisers. And then one of our big ones in May, which we also do throughout the year, is Teacher Appreciation Week. Yes, ma'am. So, for example, with the back-to-school nights, um, what types of things does the PTA do in support of that? So it could be anything from helping, you know, serve a teacher appreciation dinner where teachers aren't leaving the schools between the end of the school day and back-to-school night. So, you know, the PTA is able to go in and provide a dinner of some sort for them because they can't leave. Um, It could be that. It could be anything, uh, you know, having a table set up to create awareness of a PTA within the school or just be there to help the students find their rooms. 
Yes. Those are good, excellent resource and support in terms of what the PTA does in, in regards to those specific nights and events at the schools as well. You mentioned um, teacher appreciation, but I know that the PTA does other things as well. During my tenure at high school, I know there was a lot of focus and emphasis on support for the prom. So can you speak a little bit about that as well? So I personally am just getting involved in that. I've been kind of, I'll say, a taxi on picking up different donations from our community um, that, you know, support the after-prom events. But our PTSAs within the high schools, they help support and make sure that it is a safe environment after the prom so that those students that go to prom, they're not just, you know, a free-for-all afterwards, but they have that safe environment. And it's a lot of fun. I think a couple years ago, or maybe just recently, they did it at a bowling alley. So the students were able to go to the bowling alley and have that safe environment with chaperones and with the PTSA. And there were so many donations that the students were able to actually win prizes. They had tons of fun. And I remember how supportive the PTSA was during my tenure at the high school and setting up those after-prom activities. So just wanted to make certain the listening audience knew that the PTSA also supports things and initiatives like that. Absolutely. And I do know, even though I'm just getting into that scenario myself, it is a big one for our high school PTSAs. It certainly is. The PTA also does scholarships, right? Yes. So not necessarily on a you know, a smaller level, um, you know, within the schools themselves, which they do. Some schools do teacher grants. So if the teachers want extra, um, say, notebooks for their classrooms, uh, some of the budgets have that line uh, cut out that, you know, if it's within the budget and the teachers need it, they can apply for that. And, you know, most of the time it's approved and we're able to supply those things for the teachers. But all the way up to the state PTA and national PTA, they give out different scholarships to students. And we have one, um, I believe it's the Reflections. Um, they're able, it's an arts contest within the national PTA. And we started our local levels. And there's everything from choreography to photography, uh, literature. There's a bunch of different categories the students can enter in. And there is a theme um, every year that's put out. And it's actually voted on every year by students and local units. So the so, actual theme is voted on by students in the local units prior to it yes. even being a part yeah, of the reflections exactly. contest. Yeah, so they get to vote on that. And it goes into effect, you know, a year or two after they're voted on. Um, but they get to participate and however their creativity can come out the best, they get to participate and submit something. And then it's submitted from each local unit from the school and it goes to council. And then we take those first, second, and third places and we vote on them, you know, within secondary and elementary. Uh And then we send them up to the state level. So they have multiple chances to win. So do you know what the first, second, and third place prizes have been in the past and what they will be? I think they fluctuate every year. I know that um, on a council level, we give out awards. Mm. So it's not necessarily that we give out scholarships, which definitely is something to bring back to the council board to discuss. Um, If it's within our budget, I think that's a great idea. But I do know we give out, you know, certificates of congratulations. And then we also try to give trophies every single year. That way we're recognizing our students for the work they're putting in. So from the local level, if they place first, 
do they have to place first or can it be first, second or third to go to the next to go to the next level? So we send first and second to the next level. Okay. And then at the state level, those all get voted on for all of the ones that come in from all over the state. And those I believe it's just the first place that goes to the national level. Okay. So the first and second place goes to the state level. So a second place winner could go to the state and become the first place winner. It's very possible. And then from there it's the national level. Yes, sir. So just thinking about what types of incentives are out there for those levels as well at the state and, and national level and what comes about as a result. Um, so I did want to mention once again, you mentioned the theme that comes with the reflections. What are the categories once so again? The categories go anywhere from choreography to literature. Uh, there is also photography there is, oh my gosh, there's so many levels. Um, and then what grade levels? Can it be K through 12? It or? can be, yes, K through 12. Everybody participates and they actually only participate within their um, their grade level. So it's not kindergartners competing against fifth graders, fifth graders or, you know, second graders competing against seniors. So when they award young people, it's based on the grade level. So you send in the kindergarten group this particular student won? So it would actually be kindergarten through fifth grade mm -hmm. is our primary. So they would all be in one category. Okay. And then the primary, we have um, an intermediate. So that's the middle schoolers and then the secondary high schoolers. So there's actually three different groups that they're going to participate in. Okay. I'm going to circle back around to the state and national, I guess, incentives or if they place first or second at that level, what types or what types of incentives are provided to, to young people? So I am actually looking right now at it, and uh, the theme this year is oh, let's see, if my phone will work. <laughs> it is I am hopeful because I am so, hopeful because yes, and that opens it up to so many different versions of that, and yes. so the students really can get creative on. I am hopeful because of whatever. And so, like I said, you know, there's all those different categories and however they want to express themselves, they're able to really go at it. And we, uh, we actually had a winner from Eaton. I don't think it was last year. It was the previous year. And she also went on and won the state level and then competed on the national level. Wow. Wow. So. That is outstanding. I am hopeful because, so it leaves it open for a lot of young people to showcase their creativity as well. Absolutely. So I did want to ask you, but it's sort of kind of obvious now, but if you wanted to elaborate on it, why joining the PTA is so important. So in my opinion, um, I'll, I'll go back all the way nine years ago when I first kind of was asked to be a part of this. I really didn't know what a PTA was. My opinion of a PTA was the bake sales, you know, and the stereotypical PTA of what we all kind of thought it was. Right. It is not that at all. Um, being asked to be a part of it, I came in and, you know, I had some great mentors, um, both council and national and state level that kind of showed me it's not that at all. It is coming together with the teachers so that the students and families have the support they need, but also being the liaison to those families. And, you know, if there's an issue or if there's you know, a shout out that they want to give and really make sure that it's given to those staff members that we're able to help in whatever way we can and need to. All right. So I've always found it critically important to emphasize 
the need to emphasize uh, the need for staff members to uh, be a part of the PTA as well. So wanted to also promote 100% staff participation in PTA as well. Absolutely. So we actually, council puts on an incentive and uh, we start as of July 1st when our fiscal year starts and it's the first five schools to have 100% teacher participation. They get an extra $50 to put towards their teacher appreciation budget from council. Nice. And we've awarded those five schools and they will be announced at our first general membership meeting next week. Nice. It's a way to have a little healthy competition amongst the schools. And I know the principals will, will uh, take that and run with it as oh, well. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. So, Ms. Gregory, talk a little bit about your role as the president and the makeup of the executive board. Sure. So, I when I first started, uh, my first role was president for uh, Bryan Elementary. So I'm kind of familiar with the president role, even though now I'm sitting at the council role, uh, not in charge of, you know, the school unit. But right. now I get to look after 30 school units. Yes. Um, my biggest my biggest challenge, um, but I'm excited for it, is to get each of those 30 schools an active unit this year. And that's really just working with the admin to find the parents that are interested in holding those roles um, and, you know, taking step-by-step step and making sure they're a successful unit. So recognizing your role as the PTA council president, but also you're having firsthand experience in serving as PTA president at Bryan Elementary School, correct? Yes, yes. And I also held secretary and treasurer. So I'm familiar with all the, you know, the positions on a board. Um, so I, I feel very comfortable in helping everybody in their Helping to lead that work, exactly. absolutely. So the executive board consists of you as the president. Yes. What are the other positions so I have, who are serving in those absolutely. positions? Absolutely. So I have two VPs, uh, Dave and Sheridan, um, and they, you know, all of our members have students um, or, you know, grandchildren or family members in the schools. So uh, Dave and Sheridan both have, uh, their babies are in school currently, um, and then Jen, uh, her she is one of my mentors personally, but she's been doing PTA 20-something years. So she's a huge, huge help on so every Ms. level. Ms. Parker is the treasurer? Ms. Parker is the treasurer, yes. Um, and she sits on a local unit as well. Uh, Renee is our secretary, and she's got two students as well in school. And then Christina is our member at large. All right. All right. So... Talk about any upcoming PTA events. I know we mentioned the Reflections Contest, and if you wanted to add anything about that, you can certainly do so. But any upcoming events as it relates to activities of fundraisers? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, definitely with the Reflections, that's super important for us as, you know, a whole PTA, regardless of if it's a local unit, council, state, or anything. So Reflections Contest, um, you know, definitely if you're interested, you know, in touch with your local unit because everyone's due date is a little bit different okay. as to when they need to get it to council. But as far as council is concerned, um, we're still in the works of putting together some spirit nights throughout the, the city of Hampton. Right. All right. So super excited about those. So spirit nights. Can you talk a little bit about 
examples of spirit nights yes, that so, we've had in the past and what we may be anticipating this year. Definitely. So last year, probably one of my favorites, and every time I bring this up, I get a little smile <laughs> from you. Um, so we did a McDonald's spirit night with the executive leadership team. And uh, it was about four hour time span where council and executive leadership team, we were out there and we were serving the students, uh, families of Hampton, taking their orders, uh, helping bus tables, everything in between. So in that capacity, it's not just spirit night. We actually have members of the division leadership team yes. serving as employees in that room. It was a lot of fun that night. So I'm just giving you a heads up. I don't know if we're doing I hear that. You. But <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I'm looking forward to yes. it and certainly will support it yeah. because I think it, it benefits the in entire school division and, and showing that school and community connection, I think is, is important to the work that we do to impact young people. Yeah, definitely. And it was a lot of fun to get out there and, you know, Everyone might hear my name or hear someone else's name on council, but to be able to be out there so families could actually meet us. So with the Spirit Nights, how does that work in terms of uh, the support we get back from working with a local restaurant? So just like, I mean, even council, um, council goes with just like a local unit would. Um, we would get a portion of the proceeds that, you know, that time period. So say it was five to nine that evening. Uh, from five to nine, uh, we would get a portion of whatever proceeds are made, the profit, and it would go right back into council, which we put right back into whatever events we're doing, okay. um, whether it's the Reflections Contest Awards or if it's the, um, we have an end of year awards banquet for our local units to celebrate all of their successes, um, you know, any way that we can put back into our units. And we certainly can't say enough about uh, the support we get from the community and, and local businesses and restaurants. Oh, yeah, it's been wonderful. And we're looking forward to that continued partnership yes, as well. Yes, very excited. So PTA membership, I know there are fees associated with that. I don't know if it's a uniformed fee for all schools or does it vary? And if it varies, what would be the range? So it does vary. Overall, it is a $6 membership fee. Uh, there are some schools that are $7, and I believe there's a school that is 8 And uh, so it wouldn't be more than $8, to my knowledge. Um, but most of the schools are $6. And it doesn't just go to us. So paying your $6 membership dues, it goes, it, it gets you to be a member of your PTA for your school. It also goes to council. And then it goes to the state and national level, too. So anything coming from the national PTA that, you know, any, say, advocacy or um, school vote that needs to be put out, uh, we would, you know, it would trickle all the way down to the schools. And we help the presidents and the boards put that out to the parents to vote on. So you get a vote all the way up to the national level. Okay. So the money, the $6 uh, just for the listening audience, that entire $6 is not going towards the school. Correct. In regards to their PTA. So no, how does so that work? It breaks down. I want to say, so we'll use the $6 for the example. I want to say about a dollar stays within your school. Um, and that can go towards membership incentives. So that's not necessarily going right in their bank account and sitting there. It goes, you know, pizza parties or ice cream parties or anything that the school wants to do for an incentive. Um, or even just to use for, say, end of school activities. Um, but then 50 cents goes to council. And like I said, that goes towards reflection ceremony or whatever we happen to put out there. 
but then I believe it's $3.75 goes towards the state and national PTAs, and that helps support their programs like their Reflections program or any other events they have going on. So if a student population is about 300 and everybody joins, then it would be $300 since only $1 goes towards exactly. the school. Yes. Can a person is just wow question it throughout there yeah. can a person donate more money towards the PTA absolutely. for a school absolutely absolutely and i know all of our schools would absolutely appreciate that so much um they would put that in their donation uh budget line and use it with the best possible way that they see effective now if someone wanted to donate say $50 and it was specific to a certain program that that school was putting on then that unit would make sure it goes towards that unit. Or they that can unit. also say, I want to donate this $50 towards the Kilgore PTA. Exactly. And the entire $50 would go, it wouldn't be broken down. Nope. For state. It, would, it would go, say they said $50 to the, you know, membership fees. Right. Um, you know, okay, well, what grade? You know, we would try to get as much information to make sure it goes exactly to where that person wanted it to go okay. to. That's good information to know. So what is the easiest way to learn more about the PTA and or to contact you? So to contact me or anybody on our board, we have our email, and it's as simple as we can make it, Hampton, H-A-M-P-T-O-N, P-T-A, at Outlook.com. And I check that email on a regular. So right. if there's any questions, definitely, you know, shoot me an email and I will get right back to you. Um, if they're interested in a PTA and they do have a student enrolled, contact your teacher or your administrator, and they can definitely point you in the right direction there. Um, if they do not have a student enrolled and they're listening, then I would suggest contact our email. And then I can kind of go from there and see what the best situation would be for that individual. Very good. Very good. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listening audience before we close out? One last thing. This is a very exciting thing for us. Our Hampton Flex program is a newly online chartered PTA. So they are Hampton's first online PTA, and we're very excited to start working with them. That is exciting to hear and to know, and I'm looking forward to all the Flex program has to offer to our young people in the community as well. So thank you, Ms. Gregory, for taking time from your busy day to sit down with me and share about our fantastic Hampton PTA. I wish the PTA a successful year, and I am looking forward to supporting the PTA and continuing our strong partnership. And to our listeners, remember, education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. As one community, one transformation, we will ensure academic excellence for every child, every day, whatever it takes. See you next week. Listen to learn more about Hampton City Schools. New episodes of HCS Talks drop on Thursdays. Subscribe and listen to HCS Talks. HCS Talks is a Hampton City Schools production.